Hello, and welcome to the human side of healing. My name is Nate Verhagen, and I'm a medical student at the Medical College of Wisconsin and the host of this podcast, which provides a bridge to a more connected learning community where we share and celebrate the personal narratives of those embarking on a journey through medicine. This podcast is separate from my work as a medical student and is not associated with the Medical College of Wisconsin. In every episode, we invite a member of our learning community to share their story. It's a platform not just about medical pursuits, but about the individuals behind them, their challenges, passions, and the unique paths they follow. Our aim is to foster a sense of togetherness, understanding, and support among those who are collectively dedicated to caring for others. Whether you're a fellow student, a faculty member, or just intrigued by the personal dimensions of the medical field, join us in uncovering the stories that often go untold behind the scrubs. Hello, everyone. Today is January 7th, 2024, and we have with us Carson Gale, who is a second year medical student at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Um, just some facts I know about Carson. Carson and I went to the same high school, um, then went to the same undergrad, and now we're at the same medical school. Uh, figured it'd be easy to kick this off with one of your best friends and um, yeah, make it easier. So uh, Carson, anything you want to tell us about, about us, our relationship? Um, well, we lived together in college too. I'll mention that. Ex-roommates. Ex-roommates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're on the rowing team together. Yeah. Um, on the same basketball team in high school. And, uh, yeah, so we followed pretty much the same journey. <laughs> yeah, pretty... and now we work together on, on stuff in med school, so. Yeah, actually, yeah. So in high school, we were both on the same basketball team. In college, we were on the same rowing team. And now in medical school... The, the um, I guess the medical school version of basketball and rowing is now research. <laughs> You're on the same <laughs> research team. We play some intramural Oh, and intramural yeah, basketball, counts. yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've done a lot together. Um, just figured it'd be easy to kick off the podcast with someone you know a lot about. But hopefully, um, I learn a little bit and Carson gets to kind of share more about himself. Um, where hopefully the listener gets to learn um, learn more and ultimately lead to a more connected community. So I'll kick it off with the first question. We covered a little bit already, but um, this is about hometown beginnings. Just tell me about where you grew up and about your family. Um, yeah, I grew up in Brookfield, so pretty close to, to MCW where we're at school now. Um, <clears throat> have a sister who is still living in the area. Um, she actually just had a kid, so now I'm a... Um, uncle to Nora, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, my parents are still in the area too. I see them a lot. Um, and neither of them, I don't know, my, my sister's actually a nurse at Children's. Um, neither of my parents do anything in medicine, so we kind of branched off in that aspect. But uh, yeah. That's awesome. So we can, we can look out for Carson's sister around the Children's Hospital? Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I think because you're doing pizza rotation pretty soon, right? Starting Monday. Yeah. So well, t- so tomorrow. I don't know yeah. what uh, like what services you'll be on, but but uh, she's been asking like, oh, when's when is uh, Nate's pediatrics rotation? In case you guys run into each other. I kind of forgot about that. So yeah. <laughs> actually, good good thing we're podcasting today. Yeah, so yeah. now I'll look out for her. There I assume go. she did she start back. Since? Yeah, she's part time right now. Okay. So I think it's like the schedule's pretty uh, like sporadic. Sweet. Like when she gets, when she's there and when she's not. It's always nice seeing a familiar face um, on rotations, especially like new rotations, because mm-hmm. I think it can be super intimidating at first. And then if there's someone you can always go to and um, kind of 
I don't know when you're struggling. I, there's there's so many challenges with the new rotation. So yeah. I know um, one of my friends, um, McKenna Morrow, um, her sister happened to be a PA on the OB guidance service. So mm. switching to that, being in a completely new field, um, something I knew really nothing about, which was child childbirth and child delivery. Um, so helpful. So hopefully yeah. I'll, I'll look out for your sister. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Get some of the tricks of the trade, like when you're on your first couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit more um, about, you know, your your parents, what their influence on you. Um, yeah. How, how, the, how you became the person you are today. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My parents are, uh, are great. Uh, my dad, we it had kind of like a traditional like household. My dad like worked. My mom took care of us most of the time. She actually, she works now that we're gone again, but, um, and, uh, I don't know. They're great. Um, I'd say like some things that I definitely like, as I've gotten older, like see, like <laughs> recognize a lot of like the tendencies I have <laughs> that like kind of align with them. But, um, my dad like really likes music. I'm into music. So we like talking about that a bunch. Uh, they like, like comedy. I've like, now that I've see, watched all the old like com- like Seinfeld and and stuff like that, we like chatting about that. So, um, uh, and yeah, I think I think you bring up a really funny point about like you're noticing traits that you have that your parents have. Yeah, you don't realize you have them until you get a little bit older, and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm becoming my parents. Yeah, I know. like like that commercial. Well, like I mean, when I was in high school, I feel like it's like, oh, uh, like. I, I don't know, like, I'm so different from my parents. Mom, I'm dad. Like, you're like, oh, actually, like, <laughs> I do do a lot of the same things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In high school, I feel like you want to push your parents away sometimes, yeah. and then as you get older, you're like, oh, my gosh, we do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I always, like, hate my mom is super emotional, and, like, she would cry at, like, a basketball game if we won, <laughs> and I'm like, mom, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> and now, like, I cry all the time about happy things like okay i know where i get it from yeah um that's sweet that you kind of have those shared interests with your dad and i mean i got to see some of that with your dad too with uh going to gregory allen isakoff with your dad and you obviously i didn't go with just your dad yeah (laughs) Yeah. i want to clarify that yeah um but i always enjoy getting those texts from him yeah, seen, he, seen the music. he does like uh, text and music recs to both of us. Oh, like, it's the best! Ever ever since we went to that concert, it's yeah. Like, and he uh, a lot of like Neil Young, Gregory Allen, Hisakov, oh, that kind of stuff. My favorite is it'll be like the night before an exam, and he'll say, "Hey, just listen to this new Gregory Allen is- Isakov song while I have like a, some tequila on the rocks." I'm yeah. like, "Man, your life seems so sweet." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish I could be doing that instead yeah. of studying for this exam right now. Oh, yeah. it's so cool. <laughs> I, it's like, I'm envious, um, but it's I, like actually brings me joy. You can live through other people that way. Yeah. Knowing that they're crushing and you're drowning yeah, in a little bit. vicariously. <laughs> um, awesome. No, I think that's, that's a great way to kick it off. Uh, my second question for you, like I said, we'll kind of do five questions and then do like a little game. So... Uh, talking about early influences, who has been a role model in your life and how have they influenced you? Hmm. You can take some time to think because I did not give you any of these questions in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These Uh, these are supposed to be the light questions too. The the last five are a little bit deeper. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. Um, should be like from recent or like from way back? (sighs) Could be anything. Could be, yeah, it could be 
just any any influential person could be current could be past whatever oh man um okay i guess i would say this is kind of like a like i have the obvious ones like um people that are like super like have been like mentored me a lot and yeah like your family and obviously all that um one in like medical school that I haven't had like a ton of um like like we don't talk all the time we haven't like met a bunch but um that I've spent some time with is Dr. Colada, uh, um the one of the colorectal surgeons and I was thinking about this the other day actually just how um I really appreciate like that he has like invested in in us and like cares about you as a person with like nothing like he gets like no reward <laughs> or anything from it right like you're not like working on a project with him but he's been like just super genuine and like cares about you as a person and like wants to get to know you and just like just for the good of it you know that's an outstanding answer <laughs> i could not agree more i the point you bring up about like the there he doesn't gain anything from it i think yeah. that's maybe where the best mentorship happens is we're like you know, obviously mutual relationships are great and where both people benefit. But like, I think some of the, the best people I know are people that give without the expectation of receiving anything. I mean, mm-hmm. now he's getting name dropped on this podcast, yeah. but, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's outstanding. I don't think he, I trust me. I don't think he paid for, you know, meals, taking students out and, and mentoring them um, just to get his name dropped on a podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, it really is like I he always says uh he does it because like other people did it for him. Um but I don't know, it's like not like super often that you find that, you know. Like a lot of people just I mean it's hard to like find the time to just like hang out with somebody, you know, with with the schedule that they're on, so. Totally agree. I I think like especially when I see how he interacts with students and residents and other faculty, um it's totally the person like I, I hope to be one day for others, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's probably why he does it a little bit. He's had some great mentors in the past. So. Yeah. Gosh, great answer. <laughs> you want to share like a, maybe one story that if, if any story stands out to you? Yeah. Um, so, well, actually the first time I met him was like way back in anatomy lab. Um, and I don't, we didn't like officially meet, but he was kind of just like going around like grilling people on like different anatomy. Um, then we officially met at, um, uh, the conference in Baltimore, um, and like went out to dinner, like spent some time together. Uh, and then like one good story is, um, that always like sticks with me is, um, when I was at, uh, the American college of surgeons conference in Boston, um, I was just like sitting in the hallway of the conference center, like doing lecture. Uh, and it's like a huge conference. I didn't like know a lot of people there. Um, I mean, I obviously knew like a handful, but, uh, you kind of get like mixed in with just like this massive crowd of people and um so I was just like watching lecture in the hallway and he like came up found me and was like hey I'm taking the residents to lunch like do you want to come along (laughs) which was just like I appreciated that so much to that he like went out of his way to like come and get me and be like oh we're like going to do this can't like you should join us so yeah no like the one thing is is um it's different than there's a difference between inclusion and also like seeking someone out like Mm -hmm. the inclusion would be like if you ask hey you mind if I tag along yeah yeah. but the fact that he seeks you out is just so meaningful because as a medical student it's pretty unlikely you're going to go up to a professor and be like hey would you mind yeah taking me (laughs) with you me being kind of a burden and yeah, not yeah. contributing and a like ton. A little bit like on your own, like there were like, um, 
I like I think Go Gopika was the only other like lab member uh of ours that was like there mm-hmm. in terms of students. So um so yeah, like just super super genuine thing to do. Yeah. I I think uh he definitely has maintained this um this idea of he remembers where he came from. I think it's super easy to to forget that over mm-hmm. time. Um because I think you you forget what a huge impact the smallest things uh, can have. Because like yeah. I even think about uh, when I came to MCW, um, I was looking for research, and I remember that for my old my old PI told me to find Susan Sai, Doctor Susan Sai, mm-hmm. and I uh, when I finally met her, she was so kind to me. But I think it was after the fact after I had met her, every time I saw her in the hallway, she'd always go out of her way to say hi. Yeah. And she, like, I looked up to her and like those, something as simple as saying hi all of a sudden became like this meaningful thing. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, people forget how impactful it is. Like Dr. Uh, Dr. Wang, Dr. Tracy Wang has also kind of like, she always goes out of her way to say hi. And that means so much to medical yeah, yeah. students. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people realize that kind of can really, uh, set your day on a good path. So mm-hmm. totally. shout, shout out to those people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sweet. That's a, that's a great, great answer. All right. So for question three, um, it's talking about discovery in medicine. So when did you first realize that a career in medicine was for you? Were there moments that, um, made that for sure? Yeah. Um, I, it's definitely not something that I like intended on like my entire life. Like I know you have like kind of always wanted to do this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't know that for a while. I, and I actually went into college. Um, I was a biomedical engineer and, uh, kind of wanted to do biomedical engineering. Um, and like, I remember going into college wanting to like own a business and stuff, um, which I can't imagine like ever doing that now. It sounds terrible. <laughs> um, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, yeah. That's why it's kind of fun to do this. Yeah. I wanted to do like medical devices and like started like company, uh, and like, I just, now I like, can't imagine doing business at all. Like it sounds so awful. Um, but then in college, I really enjoyed like just all the stuff, especially in my like more like advanced BME classes. Once you got through all the, um, like core biology and everything, um, really liked that stuff. And so I was thinking about doing, um, a PhD, uh, either in <clears throat> like some, in like BME or like some biomedical research. Um, or I actually worked at the Wisconsin Energy Institute, um, which was working to, they basically do um, all sorts of like bioengineering and like plant engineering and stuff to um, make, it's like research research aimed at um, like making more sustainable products and like a cyclical like bioeconomy um, essentially. So I, I like that a lot. Uh, and then I don't know, as I like started to just like do like kind of compile everything that I needed to do, like volunteering and taking the MCAT and everything for med school. Um, I was like, yeah, I think I could get into school and it was just something I wanted to do. And, um, I don't know, I wanted like the more personal like impact Mm -hmm. that you get with medicine. Um, and I still like research a lot. And, um, as you know, like want to be involved in research as part of my career. Right. Um, but I think I just, I also wanted to see like the patients that get like impacted by research and, um, kind of be on like both sides of the, the coins. So, yeah, I think that flexibility in medicine is super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what, did you have any, any ideas of what 
type of medical device you might want to base your business off of? Uh, Did you get that far? I I don't think I had, like, a specific thing. Um, But I remember, like, when I was touring colleges in high school and I met some people from, like, the BME departments and they would, like, show off their, like, you know... Uh, like neural stimulation devices or their like cardiac like electrophysiological devices um and i just thought that was super cool so i think um yeah something like that some kind of like micro electronic yeah thing and then at madison as a bme you specialize in tissue engineering is that correct yeah selling tissue engineering you want to talk a little bit more about that um yeah sure so basically like the um, major of biomedical engineering you can do so everyone always says like BME is kind of like a fake engineering which it like sort of is um, because you could do like biomechanics which is basically just like mechanical engineering but you're doing like biologically relevant stuff <laughs> um, or you could do ba- um, basically like electrical engineering and do like I was just saying like cardiac pacemakers um, uh, but I did cell and tissue engineering, which is, um, basically making, like trying to like regenerate tissue and like do cellular engineering. And a lot of it is actually more like research focused. Like I had this tissue engineering class where, um, basically they were trying to, my professor, her like research was, um, aimed at making like better, better models of, um, I think it was like aortic stenosis and they would make, they would try and make like, um, you know, in vitro, uh, models that would like more closely mimic an in vivo system. Um, so it's a lot of that kind of stuff, like recreating biological environments, um, yeah. in a research setting. That's awesome. I, I think the ability to re- recreate, well, exactly how you said it, in vitro environments that replicate in vivo, um, biology is like, I think it's one of the hottest things right now with yeah. um, cancer organoids and it sounds like very similar stuff. So mm-hmm. that's, um, but you chose medicine for like the, the beauty and balance that yeah, it, yeah. it has, which is awesome. Um, what does a typical day look like for you outside of the academic environment? What do you like to do in your free time? Yeah. Um, so I try and like cook a meal every day. So that's like laying like a decent meal, not like, something I throw together in like 15 minutes. Um, so that's like relatively time consuming, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, spending time with friends, uh, as you know, I play guitar, so I try and keep up on that. Um, and then I do a lot of running and biking. Um, and think I'm actually doing the, uh, going to try and do the Madison half marathon or half Ironman. I mean, nice. Um, <clears throat> so I recently have kind of started training, for that on the bike and running so see another thing i learned during the podcast yeah, that's go. awesome that will be so cool i'm sure people will wonder you know how do you fit all that into your day how do you how have you found balance yeah um it's a good question i feel like uh well one like being intentional with your time yeah um i really hate just like wait like i don't know i i do like waste time on instagram sometimes but like <laughs> i i hate doing that um so i try and like cut that out and then, I don't know, I usually, we have, like, a lot of flexibility, obviously, in the first couple of years of school with our day. Um, so, usually, like, I'll do a workout in the middle of the day because eventually after, like, several hours of, like, studying and stuff, you kind of, like, burn out a little bit and need a break. Yeah. Um, 
so I feel like that's really effective because it's like just as I'm like starting to lose focus and stuff and I can get a workout in like take some time off come back like refresh to do some more work after that totally um and then yeah I don't know I guess that that's the main things I would say yeah intentionality and then breaking up your day sounds yeah like. um I also um I know you're kind of into this too into like mindfulness meditation yeah um and that one of the one thing that that's helped me with is like um I think I'm a bit more focused um as a result of like doing that so just like uh lessening like distraction yeah I think yeah totally agree those are awesome awesome points because I think the intentionality almost comes from the mindfulness at times yeah um at least for me I think when I lose that intentionality I try to center myself again Mm -hmm. and through mindfulness and prayer however that may be Mm -hmm. um I was even just doing a meditation yesterday like blew my mind I I felt so because it was really centered on um I think I've been in a rut lately in terms of like uh intentionality which which you say is so important i could not agree more in order to accomplish many different things you need such you you need intentionality to be your strength and um i think i lost a little bit of gratitude and they talked about like all the things that need to go correct for you to be present in that moment Mm -hmm. so from um the food that's on your table to the people that maybe made your clothes to um, your family that supported you up until this moment, family and friends, to even, like, your ancestors who happened to, like, get together and have a child, but who yeah. then had maybe another child, and then finally you. Yeah, and yeah. then I was thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, think about the famines, think about the wars, and they they survived through all of that. Yeah. And now you're here. And now you're here. And yeah. now I'm scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, like would, would, would anybody be proud of this? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I was thinking, I'm like, I have, I have hundreds of people now and I'm scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I think what, it's the funniest thing, but it brought back so much intentionality. Yeah. You probably like threw your phone out, out the window after I, that. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. What, was that a, a healthy minds uh, podcast? It was healthy. Tell, or, not want, podcast, uh, meditation. Yeah. You want to tell people about healthy minds? Cause yeah, I know yeah, we sure. all were kind of on it for a while. Yeah. So Nate and I, and I know at least one, a couple of our other friends, um, have used this app. Uh, and it's actually cool because it, um, it was made so at uh, where we went to college, University of Wisconsin Madison. They um, have this like healthy mind center, uh, which is it's mostly like <clears throat> neurological, like psychological research. But um, I think their motto is like committed to um, like human flourishing, something like that. Yeah, it sounds like the current institute. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is. There's like some similarities between the two for sure. Um, and they have this app called the Healthy Minds app, and it basically has like a whole series of, um, different meditate, like mindfulness meditations. Um, and they have like four pillars. I think it's like attention, uh, like awareness, uh, purpose and connect like connection. Oh, wow. Um, and it kind of just helps you to like, I don't know. I, I always have a hard time like describing like what, like mindfulness meditation and like what they do and like how it helps. But like, it kind of just helps you, I feel, feel like it helps with intentionality, because you, like, if you get distracted, if you get, like, caught up in, like, a stream of thoughts or whatever, like, you're more likely to notice that and be, like, oh, like, I'm distracted, or, like, you know, I am, like, my mind's racing right now, and then, like, kind of come back to the present. Yes. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I think, like, 
the you being able to notice your thoughts and stop them in the tracks and also like the um gosh i mean it, it just teaches you how to th- think a, a little bit better and it i would call it centering you know like mm-hmm. i think so often in our lives we're just distracted every i mean there are, yeah. i go through days where i go from one thing to the next to the next yeah. never having a single quiet moment and yeah. to just have that one quiet moment to center myself on i think is like yeah it's critical yeah yeah i always i, I try i like recommend it to to everyone as yeah. much as i can um it's also free and yeah. it's structured and it, it's a beautiful <laughs> app i i think i'm shocked that more people don't know about it considering that it is free and to mm-hmm. me it's it's the best mindfulness app I've ever tried. I've tried a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. It's the best one. It's actually free. It's the most structured. Um, and I've totally seen the most like success from it. Yeah. So. What have, have you tried like Headspace or? Tried Headspace. Yeah, okay. um, tried some other ones. And yeah. It's just this one. I, I love what it brings about. It really asks the questions that you need to ask yourself. Yeah. And I, I feel like too, like what you were saying, some days you go from like thing to thing. And I feel like that's a big part of, why I enjoy it is it kind of helps you to like be more in the moment mm-hmm. as opposed to like, Oh, I got to do this. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do this to the point where like your whole day just flies by and you like, don't even like what happened, you know, you're just like kind of reeling at the end of the day. Like yeah, that just flew by and I just like going from task to task without really like being in the moment at all. Yeah. Yeah. There is this, this is so stupid, but it's kind of funny. I, I started to do yoga a lot. Um, probably over the past, honestly, since I started rotations because my back hurt <laughs> um, from standing, standing so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I probably do yoga like, at least two to three times a week. I do like vinyasa flow and I do it all on YouTube because I'm a broke med student. So I, it's the best way to do it. And I watch the same video over and over again. And at this point I, it's so annoying because they hear the same phrases mm-hmm. and she always says this one thing. She's like, we're human beings, not human doings. <laughs> and and it's so stupid, but it's so true. Yeah, yeah. You have to be in those moments. Yeah. Um, and, and so often I am a human doing. I just go one thing to the next. Um, even if I'm cooking uh, a meal, I'm always distracting myself. And I think those moments of silence and being are like some yeah. of the best moments you have throughout your day. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of why I wanted to start this podcast too. It's a moment to like share um, a conversation and share a coffee. I made an espresso for Carson earlier, uh, but like sharing drinks, sharing meals is like, I think one of the, um, best things we have to offer one another. So yeah, absolutely. That was sweet. That was yeah. good. Um, okay. So kind of fifth question and then we'll move into the, the, the vital four I'm calling it. It's a game. <laughs> this is the, I'm curious what these games yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one, it's an unexpected fact. What is something your classmates or friends might not know about you or mm. things that you do? Um, it really, okay. it could be anything, something interesting that, you know, on the surface, you, yeah. your, your classmates might not know. Okay. Um, how long do I have to think about this? <laughs> as long as you want. Okay. Uh, Oh, this is kind of random, kind of obscure, but uh, I'm kind of into architecture. Nice, that was actually, yeah. Uh, I think a couple of my friends know it, but um, that was another thing I didn't mention when you asked uh, about like my like how I got to where I am today, like in terms of being in medical school. Um, and I wanted to be an architect actually in high school, <laughs> and did not do that. But I still like architecture, like a lot. Like I love just 
don't know. That's sweet. Just, like, looking at, like, unique houses and buildings and, like... Yeah. Um, I've never done the, uh, like, the Chicago architectural tour, but I know, like, that's pretty awesome. They have a lot of really cool architecture in Chicago, so... You think you'd ever like to build anything one day? Um, I would like to, yeah. Like, I would love to be able to design or, like, at least help design, like, a house yeah. of mine down the, down the line. I think that'd be, that's, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Well, that includes our first five questions. Um, next, we'll move into the vital four, which is the game segment. <laughs> I'll kind of leave it up to you. There's a couple different options. Really, it's just it's just you choosing your top four favorites of like a certain category. Oh, okay. I'll give yeah, you a couple yeah. options. Um, we'll both do it. Um, my favorite is your top four favorite music artists or bands. We've talked okay. a lot about music. Uh-huh. There's also uh, four favorite um, dishes or meals that you like to cook or eat. Okay. Um, top favorite, top four favorite movies um, or TV shows. There's also books, um, destinations, or like traveling spots. So, any okay. of those pique your interest? We, we can start with music. Okay, good. Let's do let's do music. Um, I think how we'll do it is um, you you can choose one, and I'll choose one, okay. and then we can yeah get, get a little bit of time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. um, all right, I'll start. I I think you probably know this. My probably my all time like favorite uh, musical artist slash group is um, Justin Vernon from Bon Iver and, like, Bon Iver in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I started listening to him in, like, early early in college, and, like, there were, like, a few years where spot he was, like, number one on Spotify, like, every single year. Yeah. Because uh, I just... I think he's so talented, and, like, each album they have is so different uh, and so unique and, like, different than, like, so many other things that I had heard before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think that's a great answer, especially because, you know, being roommates in college, I think I, one, one year you listened to the song Holocene. Oh yeah. You didn't like like that song. No, I I didn't like it. And then I did like it because you listened to it every single day of the year. I had had to like it. You had no choice. Yeah. If I didn't like that song, I would have been miserable for an entire (laughs) year because Carson listened to it every single day. I couldn't avoid it. Um, Holocene. That's a great answer. Uh, My first favorite band first choice would be the lumineers i think that's not a super mm-hmm. surprise to you um but i i it's actually fun fact this is a pretty fun fact you wouldn't you wouldn't even know this yeah. when, do you, when do you think i started listening to the lumineers um <laughs> like like a little bit or like a lot any just a little just, bit uh i I feel like in high school at some point, right? Interestingly, I didn't even know who they were until like sophomore or junior year of college. Okay, that's what I I feel like that's when in my mind when you like start listening to them a lot. Yeah, there was someone maybe I was trying to impress a little bit. Okay. They, <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, this Lumineers band. I'm like, oh, I'll listen to them. Yeah. Um, and then I started listening. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. And like, I pretty much have listened to them nonstop since. Yeah. Um, they're just like, ah. Uh, I, I, mean, love, I love Lumineers, yeah. You can't you can't really go wrong with any of their albums. You could listen to any song, and I think like it's yeah, it holds value. People enjoy it. It's so. uh, they're like acoustic work is just so yeah. like it's not like anything like uh, you know, it's pure crazy it's or like pure. yeah, inventive. But it's it's just really good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a really good point. All right, your second. Okay, number two. Um. 
This is like all time. Could yeah yeah I'd, I'd say all time. all time okay. Or something that's that's wetting your whistle in the current moment. Okay yeah I'll do one of the, for number two I'll do one of those is uh, I've listened to them a lot like the last like year and a half probably is um, Richie Mitch and the Coal Miners. Ah. Um, they have like one song is like viral kind of like evergreen yeah evergreen it's on like a million tiktoks yeah um but they have a lot of other good stuff too that um i kind of feel the same way they're just like very uh very unique and different and uh, and just really good i totally the is the evergreen song is that the short one is it pretty short yeah Uh, it's really short i I think a lot of their songs are so amazing but i'm always like i want more because the song might last like a minute 30 or uh like Lake Missoula, they yes. did with Mount Joy. They did like a um, cover or like remix or whatever with yeah. Mount Joy is really good. That song is amazing. Yeah, um, that's a great choice. I kind of like the the current mix because I I don't think I can choose like all times favorites without choosing the stuff I really like right now. Yeah, it's um, hard to separate. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. I I think no, uh, number two right now for me is Zach Bryan. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for not being unique. That, that <laughs> I think everyone likes Zach Bryan, but I think um, it's, it's good music. He's like he's like the Taylor Swift for a lot of people yeah, right now. Yeah. Like really good songwriter. I don't think like he has a very unique voice, but I don't think it's like a good voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, Swifties. I don't think Taylor Swift has like a ridiculously good <laughs> voice, but like I think their songwriting really attracts people. You can tell the artist itself is so integrated within their songs, right? Yeah. And I think you you've done you've listened a little bit more of Zach Bryan. Uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly have always appreciated that um, he's like country music artist that makes like very high quality music. Everything. Um, yeah. I feel like country is in need of like people that a revival are, yeah kind of a revival yeah like um the other one i know is super good is like tyler tyler Childress. i was just about to yeah. say that yes could yeah. not agree more where they make like really high quality music because there's like been a long str- like i know there is good country music but there's like it's just kind of like drown out by yeah. like all the really <laughs> bad country music yeah you know? the auto the auto-tune stuff kills me yeah however <laughs> if someone plays morgan wallen i'll be i'll be <laughs> yeah. dancing i'll be yeah. singing but um <laughs> I, I whiskey, whiskey glasses. Whiskey glasses. Uh, last night, yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I'll scream that song. But do I think it's music? A musical masterpiece? Uh, yeah, it's really. just catchy. All right, you want to do number three? Um, yeah, I'll go uh, number three. I, I should do Kendrick Lamar because I don't actually listen to him a lot anymore, um, like consistently. But I used to a lot, and like, I mean, he's just one of the most like talented. Uh, like songwriters rappers and like just musical or like hip-hop rap artists i think um that has ever lived i great mix too like you threw Mm -hmm. some like someone in that's not the classic uh indie yeah 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 well i kind of i don't listen to like a ton of rap music anymore and i kind of i was like i gotta throw it in there yeah because even even though i don't listen to it like it's still amazing do you have like a favorite album or song um I think I think To Pimple Butterfly is probably his yeah. best uh, like album from like a m- musical standpoint mm-hmm. yeah I, I think you remember I took that uh, African American history hip hop class in college yeah yeah and, and I remember I wrote a paper on All Right by Kendrick oh Lamar yeah yeah um, yeah I mean all of his songs and lyrics are so 
they're so choice. Like you can, they're intentional. We talked about intentionality. Mm-hmm. Like I think people are really attracted to that. Yeah. So. They're really relevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Number three for me, I would pick Gregory Allen Isakov. Oh, good one. I good have one. to do it. Um, we saw him with your dad uh-huh. in Milwaukee. I was blown away. I didn't like, I just totally gained a new appreciation for him. He's super good on guitar too. Like, mm-hmm. um, we both, you and I both play guitar. You're a lot better, but Gregory Allen Isakov is awesome on guitar. Um, I think one song too that actually like totally opened my eyes to him was Southern Star. Uh, I don't know if he opened he opened with that song that night, and I don't know if I'd ever like truly appreciated this song. Yeah, yeah. Until the concert, which like some songs are just like that you don't appreciate them until you hear them live. Yeah. And Southern Star, he opened with it. And I was like, this song, this is it. Yeah. This you're is... Like, what, what have I been doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. like now I have a totally different appreciation for that yeah. song. Yeah. So I like, he was like a little bit awkward too. Like yeah. not, not super great at the whole like performing thing, but it was, it was like, it was, it was good. It was so natural. And yeah, like, he's yeah. a farmer, you know, yeah, like yeah. he's not a, per- he's yeah. just a little guy. I don't expect him to be this crazy performer if the guy farms in his free yeah. time. It's just very, um, it's very humble and you yeah. can sense that with him. So. No, he's super talented. Yeah. You want to do number four? Yeah. Number Finish four. Finish it off. Round yeah. It off. That actually, that was a good, he's definitely like up there on mine. Um, but number four, oh, now I got, like, two that I'm thinking of. Um, but uh, I'll go with Phoebe Bridgers, which, you know, I, I listened to, to a lot of her music as well in college. Um, and, yeah, just very, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very folky. Um, now she's kind of getting more, like, rock, like, folk rock. Um, and I think super talented. I like her voice a lot. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's... That's a good one. That was another college pick, I think, for me. Like something yeah. that I learned a little bit, a little bit about from you playing it so frequently. Mm-hmm. N- nothing against playing songs frequently, but I, I learned. I learned through yeah, all that because yeah. well, I probably wouldn't choose her to listen to otherwise. Yeah, and she was not like super. She's like gotten bigger for sure in the last like few years. Yeah, um, but not something you would have like heard mm-hmm. everywhere in like early in college. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I've been like racking my brain trying to think of something that isn't indie folk. Yeah, and I couldn't come up with something. <laughs> hey, so, that's all right. So I'm gonna go with Camp for my fourth oh, pick. One, yeah. uh, Camp is just an awesome band. Um, I love like, I I think they are like the perfect song if you're driving through mountains uh-huh. and you're like out west. Camp is just gonna like scream your name, yeah. which is just. Um, like camp camp uh music yeah yeah i mean literally i mean literally literally and figuratively well not even figuratively but oh my gosh like (laughs) it's so classic also good on guitar that's another reason yeah probably why i like them but um and then on top of it too they actually have like kind of like bon iver their lead singer has a second band called sunbuck oh okay Uh, i don't know if you're familiar with that but like they have a couple really good songs too so i think that whole just like camp vibe is just yeah i'll just, I'll just check that out yeah so it's, it's kind of similar you probably sounding. heard the songs too okay. honestly like the, the, i would i'd be shocked if you hadn't heard of like yeah. tiger shark or weekend those okay. are two but um great the first uh, the first vital four is finished <laughs> in the books yeah that was good um now we'll move on to like there's five more kind of like um, deeper, purposeful questions. Oh, we got more questions. Okay. Yeah, we're we're warmed right. up now. All right, <laughs> we're warmed up. <laughs> um, so, first of the kind of deeper questions, you know, what aspect of being in medicine gives you the most sense of purpose? 
Oh, man. We kind of chatted a little bit about it earlier, about, like, why you chose medicine. Yeah, but, like, yeah. kind of expand on that. Yeah. Um, so, I guess at this point, like, I don't know. We don't really, like, do that much for the patient that, like, somebody else isn't doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. we might be able, you might be able to come up with, like, do an HPI, come up with, like, a good, like, assessment, like, a decent assessment plan, whatever. But, like, you're, like, somebody else would have done it had you not done it. Um, so I feel like the patient care aspect is like kind of difficult at this point, but, um, one thing I've really enjoyed is like in research, uh, when you're working on something and, uh, you actually like see the way in which it could like have an impact on how people get care. Yeah. Uh, I think it's super inspiring and like keeps me, keeps me going when I'm like, oh, we could like actually use this theoretically Mm -hmm. and, um, and it would like, you know, help people out. Well, your research is so cool. Do you want to talk about like what, what you're talking about specifically? Because I, I think there's sure. a lot of instances of that in your research. Yeah. Um, so Nate and I both work with um, Anai Katari. He's a surgical oncologist. So some of the work I've been doing is using um, like wearable devices, um, specifically Fitbits or like smartwatches uh, to track sleep um, and activity. And we've used it like as a measure of like kind of almost like overall well-being um, going into surgery and then looking at like outcomes following surgery based on, um, how well somebody has been sleeping, how active they've been. Um, and now we're actually hoping to like kind of roll this out into clinic and, um, and like give people watches and, you know, give them a target of like, okay, like if you can be this active, that will like lower your, um, odds of, you know, having a complication after your surgery. Um, and then we're also trying to do, uh, like intervention to help with sleep while people are, um, like surrounding, um, people's surgeries, Mm -hmm. uh, because people just get like terrible sleep in the hospital and also just like the whole like perioperative period. Mm -hmm. Um, stressful. Yeah, exactly. Like anxiety, especially like in with Dr. Katari's patients, like they have cancer, Mm -hmm. like they're just like, you know, anxious and not sleeping well. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's super cool to like, have that idea, like do the research and then be like, okay, now like, let's see if we can like roll it out and do something with it and like help these people. Yeah. I like the fact that I think you use the word intervention, like the fact that the research has interventions, um, that can change like someone's perioperative course is like mm-hmm. that, that to me is just super exciting. That's why I, I love, love your research. I like hearing about it. Um, it's a great answer. Thanks. I think that's a ton, a ton of purpose there. Um, something a little bit outside of medicine. This one's called life outside of the white coat away from medicine. What gives your life meaning? Oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, Just drop now. Now we're getting into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside, outside of like, well, obviously like, I don't know. Medicine's like a big thing to me. Like find a lot of like meaning within that. Totally. Um, so outside of that, like, Honestly, I just been trying to like enjoy the little things. I feel like, um, I follow, I told a few people about this. I follow this guy on Instagram that like, he basically just posts himself like, like his average day, like going to work, coming home, playing with his dog, like <laughs> what, like, I don't know, watching it, like the Cowboys game or something. Yeah. He's a Cowboys fan. Um, and like, I feel like I've been trying to do more of that. Like, uh, I, I actually have been going on like a lot of walks recently yeah. and just like, you know, looking at the trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds kind of stupid, but uh, and like you know, enjoying my coffee and like 
the small things. Just the stuff that you like do every day that like can be enjoyable, but you don't like think about it that much. Intentionality. Yeah. Again. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't. I, that's such a good answer because you could easily go for a walk and not notice those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you'd have moments where like. Like I had where I'm on Instagram and yeah. <laughs> my, I think of my ancestors just like, they, you know, they, they survived the war and yeah, three yeah. famines for me to be scrolling my <laughs> Try, Instagram. Trying to give you an easier life. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's like the, the life we live now, I think you have to show gratitude every day. And I think that yeah. that's such a cool way of doing it. It's just literally going for a walk and being like, look at the snow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look at the, look at the leaves. Yeah. Um, is there anything you've noticed? you know, doing that kind of thing that really sticks out to you? Uh, I feel like I just like, don't need something to look forward to as much. Ah, you know, like, I feel like a lot of times you're like waiting to get like to the, you're waiting to get to something. Yes. Um, that you're like looking forward to. And I feel like when you like, just find enjoyment in like those small things, it's like, you don't really need. Yeah something like you don't need like a vacation to look forward to you know yes yes mastering the present moment like yeah that's such and i think that's one of the maybe most important parts of our lives currently is like not looking forward to that next thing because there yeah there's always going to be something yeah and i oh, man if you're always looking forward to it you're never going to appreciate those small moments yeah that's, that's so true but i don't know if you found it this way for, for me certainly is like it's something I have to actively do mm-hmm. um, or else I'll completely lose it. So there'll yeah. be times where I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm so in this moment. Yeah. And there are times where I'm like, oh, I can't wait till I get to this point. Cause then, yeah, yeah. Then, then things will finally be good. Yeah, absolutely. But like finding the good in the present is difficult. Have you, have you found that too? Yeah. Especially like, um, I don't know this, we just started the semester and like, I can already feel this semester is like a little more stressful than like this, this last semester. And, um, I actually plan in like a, um, a, a good trip for like post, uh, step one. So I was like, <laughs> and like, it's gonna be so nice when I'm done with like step one and like the semester's over yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's easy to like fall into that, that mindset, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also well, that like, is something to look forward to. But, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I totally hear you. Also like doing, when you're just like doing Anki every day, it's like, man, I just like, want to get done with this deck yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's probably a feeling everyone probably yeah feels quite hard yeah uh that's a great answer okay um what is one goal that you are determined to achieve in your medical career and then and then this will kind of shift to like a personal goal as well but is there something in your medical career that you hope to kind of achieve and then you think you know okay now i've now i've done what i wanted to do um Nothing super specific. I mean, I think it'd be really cool. I like want to stay in academics, so I, I think it'd be sweet to be like the chair of a department. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that I'm like, I need to get there, and then like that's like the top of the mountain, you know? Yeah. It's just like something that I think would be like awesome to like achieve. Mm-hmm. Um. But honestly, like I just want to, yeah. I just like if I can get a job that allows me, um like the ability to do the things that I want to do, like I'll be like pretty happy with that. I think that's, yeah, that's all we can ever ask. Yeah. (laughs) I think the cool part about the the chair thing is you get to kind of help um, create the culture Mm -hmm. that you want to see. I think 
uh, people always talk about like being the change you want to see. Yeah. But then in when you're when you're chair, it's like being the change you want to see all of a sudden trickles down to you know, an entire department. So yeah, I think yeah. that that's that that is really cool. Yeah, you can kind of like guide the direction and like mm-hmm. yeah, focus on your interests. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds kind of like self centered, but <laughs> no. But um, let's let's say I think something. Dr. Evans, who's the surgery chair at MCW, he, you know, he, he really put put an emphasis on like conferences mm-hmm. and like going to conferences and, um, collaborating, meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've totally sensed that culture. Yeah. Like, like I, I feel, I love going to conferences cause I, yeah. I feel so proud. I'm like, I'm from medical college, Wisconsin. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, Oh yeah. Like I, I think the footprint that we have is a super positive one. And just being like a small part of that at a mm-hmm. conference is like, as a student, is amazing. Yeah, um, I agree. So, good, cool. Uh, and then what about outside of your professional life? Is there something that you really hope to achieve and that you're maybe working towards? This is like, I'd say maybe like more down the road. Um, yeah. Um, I'll say a lot of things. Some like larger, some smaller uh i guess like based on like one of my hobbies or like things i do um i said i was doing like the or might do the half iron man yeah um i'd love to do like a full iron man at some point yeah Uh, i think that'd just be like super cool to be like (laughs) i did that yeah yeah. and i i'm sure like obviously you know how it feels (laughs) um and then i also uh i'll kind of along the same lines would like to run in the boston marathon at some point yeah um which might never happen but you know it's something to shoot for <laughs> man i i think those are those are sweet goals those are two <laughs> two goals that i i mean i totally resonate with um like the i think what's crazy about this boston you know you work so hard and it thankfully gets easier over time because yeah. people run less over time so yeah. it's like you stick it out like the <laughs> the bar gets easier and yeah, easier like 20 30 years down the line yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean talk about uh, delayed gratification if you're like ah, man I can't qualify right now like when I'm 55 maybe I will yeah. but like I, I mean I think ah, that's something I totally want to do as well but like uh-huh. we both recognize what a challenge it is and yeah absolutely and and I mean you've done a Ironman so like you know like how, how did that feel and like <laughs> I just like finished that I it was I mean it's still like I look back on it and I think it's one of the, the coolest coolest things because it was just so it was so difficult and i think it's crazy so many people said you can't do it yeah uh everyone always says that like you you get to this peak and you're like you're like oh like i had so many people tell me i couldn't do this (laughs) um i really hadn't experienced this i I had like such a supportive environment and, Uh and all this stuff but even when i said told people i was doing it i told the person i was so excited i was in um adapted fitness which is super Mm -hmm. cool uh, organization at UW Madison, and uh, I told, oh, maybe I shouldn't call people out. He's he's an incredible, incredible person. I look up to him so so much. Um, I told him I was doing the Ironman. He he asked me how many triathlons I had done, and um, I told him I had only done one triathlon yeah. before signing up. Which uh, was it? It was like a sprint, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was it was the smallest, shortest triathlon <laughs> before I signed up for the biggest race maybe in the world, and um, so rightfully so, he was like. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. What was amazing is this person actually brought Iron Man to Wisconsin. So he was like the person who actually oh, okay. brought the race to um, Madison, which was the coolest thing. Yeah. And so like and Madison was, is like a like a pretty a big Iron Man. Yeah. Now, yeah. Huge. It's, it's beautiful. The yeah. the bike is incredible. Um. So 
getting told by the by the person who brought Iron Man to Wisconsin, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do yeah. this, was um, not, I wasn't super discouraged, because I don't know what I expected. I, if someone told me they'd only done a triathlon, yeah, yeah. a sprint triathlon, and signed yeah. up for the Iron Man, I'd Especially probably, like... if you don't know them that well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, like, hey, pump, pump the brakes a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. But I, I just, I, like, the coolest thing that we have in our lives is, like, setting a goal and seeking it. Yeah. And, and like, for me, I was like, let's do it. And yeah. it sounds, I mean, we both kind of have that drive where we love to try to achieve those things. And for me, like, my next thing is Boston qualifying, yeah. but, like... I mean, I don't know if you've seen my run times lately. They're not, they're not there. Um, but it's, but we got time. It sucks. It's like getting harder and harder too. Like yeah. just just hitting a qualifying time is like not not enough. Which is more people want to do it, and more more people are running faster too. Just yeah. people like to run. It's all it's become a bigger hobby amongst people. And yeah, so one day we'll get there. One day. <laughs> I like that. Okay, um, this is the final question. And it has to do with legacy. So okay. looking forward, what kind of legacy do you want to leave both in the medical field and in your personal life? Um, hmm. I, I think for like to both, I just like want to be somebody who like cares about the people in my like professional and personal life uh, and like invest in them, you know, uh, and like anything outside of that is like cherry on top that I yeah. achieve. Um, but yeah, just like supporting the people in my life and uh, helping them in like the ways that they need. A relational legacy. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Like I don't want to just be like, you know, the guy that like does all this stuff but never really like connects with anybody, you know? Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love that. I think that's what we should seek, but it's mm. not always, I think we, we always want to seek accolades. Mm. I was reading this, um, this text, my mom showed me it actually. And it was like, like, do you remember, um, who won the Super Bowl in 2012? You're like, I, no. I don't remember who won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, do you know who like won, I don't know, like who won Olympic gold and like, I don't know, skating yeah, three, yeah. Year, four years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, we don't remember those accolades at all. Yeah. But like, if you ask someone, you know, who was a teacher in elementary school that was like really important mm-hmm. for your development, you know that person. Yeah. You think of them immediately, or um, you know, who was like a friend who helped you through a hard time. You immediately think of those people, and I think it's amazing because I think our legacy is so much more solidified when it's relational. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. We don't even know who won like some of the biggest, most watched things in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yet we can like we can get we immediately know who who helped us or who X Y Z did this thing, and like yeah. I think the relational legacy, like uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really it's amazing. Like part that really matters. Yeah, sweet. Well, Carson, this is wonderful. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts to leave leave the audience? Uh, no, just I guess thanks for thanks for having me on the uh, the kickoff podcast, and uh, yeah. I think it's cool. I know um, you know you always like doing like the uh, be like being involved with current institute and like transformational times. I feel like this is kind of an extension of that. Um, yeah. So happy to be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Just hoping to you know, learn more about classmates, have awesome conversations and like learn something new. I think like today we can summarize a lot in terms of like, we focus on intentionality and having moments of pause and peace and being, um, which like, I hope hopefully centers both of us for our next week and, yeah. and beyond. 
So totally. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the human side of healing. I hope you found today's conversation as insightful and enjoyable as I did. It's an amazing experience to learn about the life of another member of our learning community and see the world through their eyes. If you've been inspired by our discussion and have your own story to share, or if you simply want to connect, please feel free to reach out. You can email me, send a text, or contact me on Twitter at Nate underscore Verhagen. Your stories are the heartbeat of this podcast, and I look forward to bringing you more inspiring journeys from our community. Until the next time on the human side of healing, stay curious and stay connected.